Good morning again. Good morning. It's uh, a wonderful morning. It's been good so far. I, uh, I mentioned the weather thing earlier because there's a little bit of that feel in here. That the, you know, the dreary morning weather feel. When everybody kind of has the low... You know what I'm saying. Yeah. So, I just want to say, I would be encouraged. Feel free to, to you know what, so that, you know, the few people who feel like they could do this, if it, do me a favor, everybody stand up again, really quick. Alright. So, just kind of shake it off a little, if you're not worried about that sort of thing, just shake it off <laughs> as best you can, uh, because it's, it is a little funny, uh-huh. that, that, how that sits on you. So... Just just get it off you as best you can so that we can just be encouraged. Jesse is getting into it. All right. So go ahead and have a seat. Amen. Okay, all right. Switch that up. I was like, I... There, there are times where... I'm going to be honest. Where when, there are some Sundays where I feel like the energy is in the room and it's oh, like... Yeah. There's just... You preach and it's just fire. And then there's other ones I'm like... Try it, and it feels like I'm getting rained on while I'm inside. Uh, you know, so I just wanted to see if we could get a little friction going to, to get things warmed up, a little dried off, uh, so that, yeah, we're, we're not feeling, you know, a little like the slight wet blanket feel. You know, get that, get that out of here. But the, uh, what we're talking about today, you know, speaking about getting wet, um, we're going uh, gonna to start a series. Alright, we're going to start uh, a short series that we're going to be talking about, and, and this is one I promised uh, several weeks ago, I said, well, I reserve the right to come back and, and come back to the scripture. Uh, and we're going to be in, in Matthew chapter 14 this morning, but uh, the, the series we're starting is, if you want to walk on water, you have to get out of the boat. you got to get out of the boat. If you want to walk on water... You've got to get out of the boat. And this is, this is a, an amazing, uh, it's a great series. It's actually based out of a book. Uh, if you would like to buy the book and read it along with us as, we, as, as I'm going through this series, then please do. It'll be great. It's a really good book. It, it cha- it's both challenging and inspiring. It's, it's very encouraging. And it, uh, ultimately, it, it's really going to be about the battle that we face. And so this is actually the title of my first point, but it's, it's the battle between faith and fear. Right? And, and that's the big thing that we're, this series is going to confront. It's going to talk about that battle between faith and fear. And how do we overcome enough and have the faith to step out of the boat? But not just to step out of the boat, but to walk on water and be a part of miracles. Right? Because... You can get out of the boat, but without the faith, you're just going to get wet, right? And so, this is what uh, we're going to be talking about today. We're going to look at Matthew 14, and we're going to kind of go through this. And I want to introduce some of the things that we're going to be talking about through this series. And then I have one point that I feel like we can really, uh, hopefully, take away with us this week. And kind of keep our eyes and ears out as we, we look for God. But... We're going to go ahead and pick up in Matthew 14, verse 22. So if you uh, can, just flip over that way. And the context of this passage is that Jesus has just fed 5,000 people. 
or at least 5,000 men, right? He's fed all of these people, performed a miracle by multiplying food, right? That's just crazy. Uh, it's a miracle. And then he, he tells his apostles and his disciples, he says, all right, guys, you go away. I'm going to dismiss this crowd, and he's going to go take some time to pray, all right? So we're going to actually be picking up in verse 22. And so... This is where we're at. He's dismissed the disciples. So immediately, Jesus made the disciples get into the boat and go on ahead of him to the other side. While he dismissed the crowd. After he had dismissed them, he went up onto a mountainside by himself to pray. When evening came, he was there alone. But the boat was already a considerable distance from land, buffeted by the waves because the wind was against it. During the fourth watch of the night, Jesus went out to them, walking on the lake. When the disciples saw him walking on the lake, they were terrified. It's a ghost, they said, and cried out in fear. But Jesus immediately said to them, Take courage, it is I, don't be afraid. Lord, if it's you, Peter replied, Tell me to come to you on the water. Come, he said. Then Peter got down out of the boat, walked on the water, and came towards Jesus. But when he saw the wind, he was afraid, and beginning to sink, cried out, Lord, save me! Immediately Jesus reached out his hand and caught him. You have little faith. Why did you doubt? When they climbed into the boat, the wind died down, and then those who were in the boat worshipped him, saying, Truly, you are the Son of God. Let me stop there. You know, this, this passage, there is so, so much that we can talk about. And that's obviously why we're going to have a series over this. Now, this, this account shows up in, in three of the four Gospels. shows up in Matthew and Mark and in John. And each one has a couple different little details that they'll put in there as well. Like John actually says, you know, Matthew says it was a considerable distance from shore. John says it was, it was about three and a half miles from shore, actually. Uh, you know, then you, you look at Mark, and, and we're going to talk a little bit about one of the things that Mark brings in there a little bit later. But when I look at this passage, there's so many things that we see. Right? Because there is a huge battle going on here. Even just easily looking at in this passage. Because Jesus is coming to them. And what you see though is is first, what's nice, the guys get in the boat, they head out there, he tells them to, Jesus prays, starts to follow, shows up. And it says that when he's out there, I guess I want to read this actually. Look at this. It says, During the fourth watch of the night, Jesus went out and he was walking to them. It says, They saw him. They were terrified. Terrified. Right? So this is, this is like, I don't know, when you think about sometime you've been terrified. Right? Some of us it's with types of animals. Some of us it's 
driving cars, whatever it is, different things going on, we, we get terrified for some reason or other. They're terrified, right? And then he talks about this, he says, they see him, where is it here? They cry out in fear. Jesus' response is, guys, take courage. It's me. Immediately what he's doing is he's saying, hey, hey, it's me. It's okay. Where's your faith? If it's me. He's, he's calling them to have faith. You get what I'm saying? <laughs> Don't fear. Take courage. Don't be afraid. Right? And then what you see is, is Peter gets some faith, gets that courage, and then he says, all right, Jesus, if it's you, tell me to come to you. Which I always thought was a funny challenge, because it's like, what if it wasn't Jesus, and he still told him to come to him? You know, the, the dude would have sank. Uh, but he had the faith, he got out of the boat, amen, walked on water, and he starts heading out towards Jesus. He's walking towards Jesus. So it wasn't like, I don't get the impression it's, you know, steps out, wow, you know, takes a step, and then freaks out. I think he was actually walking towards Jesus. And, and in, in that process of getting to him, he remembers, oh yeah, there's this crazy storm. And then the elements, he, he, that fear comes in again. The battle comes back to him, even in that time. And so, in that, you know, you just see that this is a battle between fear and between faith. And this is a battle that so many of us fight on a daily basis. Really. And and we fight in big things and little things. They come at us in so many different ways. You know, there's fear of adversity here. There's fear of the unexpected and fear of the uncontrollable. Right? But Jesus is saying, He's saying, no, have faith. Have faith in My commands. Right? Here we see in this passage, we see faith in the power of Jesus. Right? The call to faith in the power of Jesus. We see faith in the... A call to faith in the reliability of Jesus in this passage. And so when we we look at this and we we consider, these are some of the aspects of what we're going to talk about. You know, here, when we see this, we'll, we'll start from kind of the beginning of it. What do you see? You see these disciples. They just saw a miracle, right? They just saw Jesus feed 5,000. And then Jesus tells them, He says, I command you, He commanded them to go out and, and take the boat and go ahead of Him. Now, the disciples were obedient to Jesus, which is great. They head out on the sea, but they run into great adversity along the way. They start, the, the wind starts battling against them. And they start having to deal with this storm. Some of them are experienced boaters and some of them aren't. Right? One of them is a tax collector. You know? A couple of them are fishermen, so they know kind of what they're doing. But then, do you think it was easy to have that experience, to get in the boat, to head out? Three, I mean, the distance is approximately about equivalent. What we're talking is probably from here to the other side of the lake. It's actual, pretty equidistant. They're about halfway. They're in the middle of the lake. And if any of us have ever seen Lake Champlain when there's like a big storm going on, it would be terrifying to be in a boat out there. Right? So this couldn't have been easy. But you look at this. The disciples were obedient to his command. And they had to struggle for hours 
in the storm. Mm-hmm. They just struggle for hours in the storm. You know, one of the things we're going to talk about is sometimes being obedient to Jesus may land us in a time of adversity. Where we're battling against the storm for a while. Right? How do we deal with that fear? When we've been obedient, and yet we're in the midst of the storm. How do we deal with that? That's one of the things that we're going to talk about as we go through this series. You know, we keep going in this passage. Jesus told his disciples. He he shows up. He says, take courage. Don't fear. Take courage and not fear. And I guess only one of them thought, let me get out of the boat and go and get with Jesus. Be a part of the miracle. You know, we're going to talk about what were the other disciples thinking? What were they thinking when Peter started to get out of the boat? When they saw Peter walk on water. You know, when he started to get out of the boat, he's one of the most experienced boaters. Were they like, sit down, sit down, don't get out of the boat. Like, I don't know how to drive this thing. Right? But what were they thinking when they saw Peter out there walking on the water? Did they discourage him to get out of the boat? You know, there are times where our, our fear, rather than take courage, we're filled with fear. But our fear can affect others. We can, we can call people to not step out on faith and to not get out of the boat and be a part of a miracle because of our fear. This is a, this is a, a very real thing. I've experienced this on both ends where I feel like I've been the person told don't get out of the boat and I've been the person saying don't get out of the boat. I know for sure I don't want to be the one that's saying don't be a part of a miracle. Mm -hmm. But it's a real thing and many of us relate to that. Mm -hmm. Right? We're going to talk about this. And we're going to talk about the, the aspect of how to be inspiring to each other. You know, by our willingness ourselves to both step out and the encouragement to figure out how do we help each other step out. And not just step out, but then to walk on water with faith. Right? We're going to talk about that. And you keep going down in this passage. The next thing you see is Peter's... Well, in the same section, Peter actually, he calls to Jesus. He says, Jesus, command me to, if it's really you, command me to come to you on the water. And... In this, he asked Jesus to command him to come. He asked him for it. Right? I think today the equivalent for us is praying to God. God, make it clear. Make it clear. Help me. Send me this calling. Tell me this. Tell me that. And then, we ask for it. But then do we have the courage to step out when we hear the call? You guys get what I'm saying? You know, we're going to talk about the faith and the fear battle. The one that happens within us when we pray those impossible prayers. Right? And then when God answers those prayers, do we continue to follow through? Because we prayed them in faith. But even with Peter, he got out there on the water, part of the miracle, and the adversity came to him, and he came back. We're going to talk about that. Right? 
You know, and like I said, Peter, when he's out there, he's doing the impossible. The storm is there. The storm suddenly, it never left him, right? The storm didn't cease when Jesus walked up, right? The storm was still going on. And yet Peter said, hey, call to me. He steps out of that boat, starts walking on water, and then he sees the adversity, those waves. He feels the wind, right? He starts feeling it, and then he starts to sink. Because fear starts to take over his heart. You know, for many of us, we have been a part of miracles. We are actively a part of the miracle. This church is a miracle because we're seeing lives change. But we have been a part of things. We've done things before that are impossible. We, so many of us, would, we know they were impossible for us. We know it. And we've, we've given times where we were giving glory to God, giving glory to God, and then suddenly now, the storm didn't go away, guys. Yeah. Maybe a, a, an extra big wave is coming that you didn't expect to see. The storm didn't go away, but suddenly we feel it, right? And then the fear grips us again, and we start to sit, right? We're going to talk about how do we call out to Jesus? What was that? What did Jesus have? He, he trusted in the reliability of Christ to pull him back up. I don't think Jesus walked over and then just kind of picked Peter up and walked him back to the boat. No, I think he, he walked over, he grabbed Peter. He, he took him. And he said, he asked him. And I don't think he asked him. I don't think the other disciples probably heard this. This is my, what I think. I think he said, why did, why did you doubt? You little faith, why did you doubt? I don't think he was trying to embarrass Peter there. He asked him. But when I read this scripture, I think that Jesus and Peter walked back to the boat together. Right? And for us, we want to look at, maybe you've, maybe you've been sinking lately. Maybe you've gotten overwhelmed by that fear. The thing is, if we're going to talk about how do, we, how do we get connected with Christ again in a way that we're going to not only step out, but really begin to walk on water, be a part of miracles again. These are some things that we're going to talk about. I don't know, does that, does that encourage, does that excite you guys? Yeah. Maybe it challenges some of us to go, okay, we're going to deal with some of my fears here. But you know what? That's great. Dealing with fear and being able to go, alright, we're going to confront this. That's powerful. Because the faith and the power of God is on the other side of that fear. Right? And that's where we want to get to be. We want to get to the place where we're going to be obedient to, to pray the crazy prayers, to step out of the boat, but then have the faith to actually walk on that water. Does that sound exciting? Yeah. For me, uh, you know, Chris and I were talking about, this is, this is a great series for me. I know this is a great series for her. This is a great series for us, church. Yeah. It's going to be great. Because does anybody want to walk around in fear all the time? No. We want to have the faith to walk on water. To be a part of miracles and to see them happen. And we can. We can see the miracles happen. We can not only see them happen, but we can get out of the boat and be a part of it. I don't want to be the boat potato that just sits in the boat (laughs) and watching other people get to walk on water. I want to be the one that's 
okay, maybe if somebody else steps out and they start to walk, there's a part of me that goes, with, like, now if I saw that, I would probably want to just jump straight out of the boat. You know, I've had thoughts of, like, you just jump out and you're, like, dancing on the water. Like, that would just be cool. Uh, the question is, is would, would I still have to go, Jesus, tell me to come to you, too. Uh, you know, or could I just jump out and be part of the miracle? We'll see. We can talk about that some. I think that's going to be great. But let's, let's, let's look at what Mark... I want to look at a little section of what Mark had to say. Turn over to Mark 6 really quick. Because we're going to look at what this little bit that, that Mark has in here that seems so interesting. <clears throat> in Mark chapter 6, in verse 45. It says, immediately Jesus made his disciples get into the boat and go ahead of him to Bethsaida while he dismissed the crowd. After leaving them, he went up on a mountainside to pray. And when evening came, the boat was in the middle of the lake and he was alone on land. He saw the disciples straining at the oars because the wind was against them. About the fourth watch of the night, he went out to them, walking on the lake. He was about to pass them by. But when they saw him walking on the lake, they thought, He's a ghost! They cried out. Because they all saw him and were terrified. Now I'm going to pause there. There's a little addition in here that it says he was about to pass them by. Now there was times where I wondered, well, why would Jesus do that? Did he like want to get to the other side and then let them catch up and, and be like, what took you guys so long? You know, I used to wonder about this passage. I, I, I thought, that seems so weird. Why would Jesus just, just pass them and, and leave them there? Um, and what's interesting to me is, is in the NIV it uses, it translates this, this one word to use the word but. Right? Some of us, it depends on, you know, maybe you've got the newer NIV, I think it's slightly different, maybe you're using a different translation. And What's interesting here is, is in the NIV uses this word, but when they saw him. Now this word is interesting because it's it's translated uh, multiple different ways. But the two most often translated ways of using this word is but, and also it's used as and. And. It's, it's used as many other things as well, but those are the two most common. Now, that, that doesn't mean much to you yet, but it will mean something in a minute. Because if he were to say he was about to pass them by, and when they saw him, that changes things. When you understand what the concept of pass them by means. See, this word that, that Mark uses, this phrase of to pass by, was used a couple different times in Scripture. In Exodus 33, Moses was put in a cleft in a rock and God told him that my spirit is about to pass you by. Right? In, in 1 Kings 19, Elijah was commanded to go up to a mountain. Right? He, command, he was commanded to go up to the mountain and he said, the Lord is about to pass you by. And this... This concept of to pass by, it's one of these things where God shows up 
in a blatantly obvious way, a, a supernatural way that he's going to show up and appear to either a person or a small group. And it's happened a few times throughout the scripture. This idea to pass by. And so one commentator, he notes, he goes, he was talking about how, no, he might not just have been literally about to walk by the boat and leave them there, but to say he was about to pass by, meaning to reveal himself. Because Moses, when God prayed, he said, show me your glory. That was when God said, all right, I will pass by. He says, I will let you see my back. Moses then went on to do incredible things. But he got to see God in a supernatural and incredible way. God revealed himself. And then, to Elijah, Elijah was in a place where he was feeling very fearful. And he said, God commanded him, he said, go here. And then in that time, God revealed himself again to Elijah. In what seems to be a, a powerful but different kind of way than he expected. Right? And then he called Elijah to do some incredible things. And so then here you see what this idea of Jesus. He's showing up in the real world doing something impossible for man. In a supernatural way that he's going to pass by. And, and so it, when we look at this scripture and we consider this, I didn't give you the point of um, my, my point for this. This is simply my second point. But it says, will you see him pass by? The, the thing that I look at here is that these instances are called a theophany, where God reveals himself to the people. And in it, though, I want to point this out. Moses asked for it. Elijah was told to do it. And the disciples had it sneak up on them. Right? Now, you never know how God's going to appear to you in your life. Right? That he may show up in the most unexpected ways. To Elijah, it wasn't in the crazy storm. It wasn't in the fire. It wasn't in that. It was in the gentle, quiet whisper that he showed up to God. And he had to listen for it. Right? You know, for us, God's not going to... He may not show up in some dramatic fashion where you expect, you know, your car to blow up. Uh-oh, Zach. Which I'm afraid for it. Well, yeah, Zach's burned to the ground. You know? The, just the sudden things. You know, I've told you guys about some of my stories like that, of the prayers and interesting things, but you don't, you don't know how God's going to show up. Maybe God was just telling Zach, you need a new car. Um, but maybe it was just Satan just trying to discourage him. How do you know the difference? That is a great question. I'm going to get a chance to talk about that. You know, but you never know when he's going to show up or where he's going to show up. And the thing is, the question really is, will you see him pass by? Or will he just pass by? And you not know it. And really, I'd say, we need to be looking. Because if you're in the darkness and you look for the darkness, that's all you're ever going to see. But if you look for the light, you may find it. Right? If we're not looking for God, how will we ever see Him? There are times, and to some people, the ones that God just unexpectedly shows up to. And praise God for the way He does that. But for some of us, we need to be looking. You know, 
she didn't know I was going to say this, but I actually, um, I really respect and, and love Sue. She's in the back watching James because she often says, she's tr- constantly trying to figure out, is this what God wants? Is this what God wants? I don't know if this is the right time. I, I'm not sure, but she's always looking. And, and I respect and I love her for that because it reminds me like, am I really paying attention to what's going on? Right? Am I really looking to see God working in my life? Because we need to be looking, church. We need to have our eyes and our ears open, looking to see when God is going to pass by, to reveal Himself to us, to know what do you want, God? How do we know when God is is calling us? How How do we figure it out? Well, Moses asked for it. Elijah was commanded to it, and the disciples had it sneak up on him. Sometimes it'll sneak up. Sometimes it'll be really clear. And sometimes we need to just ask for God to reveal it. But to do that, I would say, some of the simple ways, get in your Bible and read. Pray before you start. God, show me what I need today. Reveal it to me. Praying and seeking. When you get something, whether it be you know the random text message at just the right time, right? That just somebody just seemed to know that you needed it. Pray about it. God, is this what you wanted? Asking those questions. Hearing somebody have that conversation and go, wait, does that mean I'm supposed to share with that person? Typically, I would say if the Spirit's on your heart and you're feeling it, it probably means yes. You know? But, listen. Pray. Read. Pay attention. Get, Get lots of advice if you're trying to make big decisions. Because seeing what people will tell you, and, and I'll share some of mine at a later time when we talk about this more, but the idea is, are we looking for God or are we going to miss it? Right? And so this is the idea of a theophany, is to go, God revealing Himself. I believe He reveals Himself to us frequently. I just believe that many of us may not be paying attention, including myself at times. Let's pay attention, church. Let's be the people as we dig into this series and we start looking and dealing with the fear battle. That we, we get the faith, we take the courage to step out, but we maintain the faith that we get to walk on water. Yeah. Let's be a part of miracles. Let's confront the fear. Let's not run from it. Let's run at it knowing that God is with us. Let's see the miracles. Let's get out of the boat. Let's walk on water and be a part of incredible miracles. Amen? Amen. Amen.